This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Tommy's a boxer. Yeah, but I whoop his I'll be a nightmare for that guy. Do you think Nate would be able to take those hits that Jake was knocking people out with? I went to other street fights that that exactly did happen and people got stabbed and things like that. Oh, how is your relationship with God? Like, are you a spiritual man? Super spiritual. I spit, bro. Straight from the dome. Let's go, bro. If you go, I'll go. What are we doing? Gay chicken? Bro? Come <laughs> on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, memories vividly come back to me. I'm blowing trees. All right, welcome back. Uh, this is going to be a knockout and not, and, and not a fast knockout like how Ben had it. This is going to be a long, really nice, really cool conversation. So buckle up. I don't know why I've been saying that. I don't, I has, there's no reference to it. I have absolutely no idea why I do it. And, and I did it twice. This time I had to call myself on it. But yeah, buckle up and then let's gear up for a really good conversation with Jorge Masvidal. You're probably like, George, what are you, are you stoned right now? Are you serious? It's not my fault. Jorge Masvidal's fault. But let's get right into it. And oh, 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 before you go, uh, make sure you like and subscribe because come on, don't be that guy that just comes and supports but then doesn't. Like, don't be that guy, right? Support. Uh, love you guys and enjoy today's very fun episode. Dude, you got me so happy for the year. <laughs> That was the plan. <coughs> that was the plan. You're not the first victim. Bro, uh, well, I'm way more relaxed than I was before. I was, I was, I'm chilling now. Thank you for that. We're in a good place right now. We're in a great place We're right now. We're in the G5 in the clouds. Just, you have phenomenal weed. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, let's just get right into it. Let's get to what people want to know. What's this whole, like, you coming after KSI? Like, I'm not coming after KSI. You're not coming after KSI? No, no, no. He got brought up to me and... They said if I would fight him, it wouldn't be a fair fight. But yeah, I'd fight him for a bag of money. This is what I do and what I've done for a, for a living, you know? It's not that I'm planning my retirement fight coming out or I got any uh, ill will towards KSI or nothing like that, you know? But uh, if we fought, I'd, he'd no longer be with us if we got into, like, a boxing match. I'd take him out of existence if we got into a boxing match. <laughs> that, that's what I do for a living, you know? So it's not even fair. that This guy just started, right? Like, he does something else for a living, and then he got into this. So it's not... Sound like something that people want to probably see, man. I'm gonna kill somebody, but yeah, bro. I'm just doing my thing, promoting fights, bro. That was Ari Hawani brought it up. Nah, I liked it though. I liked the answer. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it's if entertaining. They're gonna, if they're gonna pay me for it, I'm gonna murk this guy. You know. Okay, that's, let's, that's take it, let's take it. Back, let's take it back. Let's take it back a little bit for people that don't know your full background, and I want to get I want to get them caught up. Before you even were a legend in mixed martial arts, the UFC, you you were street fighting. Yes, sir. Can I ask you, why? Like, what was the, was it for, like, a certain type of lifestyle? Were you trying to... If you give me a water, I'm going to answer that question. Um, Oh, no, I got a water coming. Tell Jessica if she doesn't get here in 30 seconds. Listen, um, I... You could actually knock her out. (laughs) No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. You never mess with uh, Arab women, man. They'll fuck you up, man. Some way, somehow, bro. So that's a fight I'll leave for you. You were telling me you were in the Middle East. How do you feel about it? I loved it. I loved the culture. loved the food. A lot like Latin people, very similar, how the families are, how they get together, very, very similar. And it's one of the oldest cultures of the world, you know, so it was awesome just to be there, be in these historic places. I got to go um, to the Jordan River, which was fucking amazing. 
I, I got baptized in it. That was insane. Um, right in front oh, that's of my dream. Like, Jer Jerusalem. I went to many holy sites in Jordan. I got to go to Egypt as well. That was another movie. That was crazy, man. So I've, I've this traveled is all recently. Middle, within the last like two, three years. That's um, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely enjoy going to the Middle East. But to answer your question earlier, even though you haven't given me the water, um, <laughs> fighting for me was was always like everything, you know. Um, my, my dad, so I was in, insane right now. I'm pretty calm, and some say maybe because of the medication and whatnot, which is only weed. No big pharma for me. But strong I would, weed. Uh, strong weed. I would, uh, I would be crazy hyperactive, you know. And the only things that could calm me down were were these kung fu marathons that they would have on Saturday when I was a kid. They they put them on like public TV or free TV. And my dad says I wouldn't move a muscle, like stuck. If the marathon ran four hours of kung fu movies, four hours I was stuck, and that was the only thing that could get me. So he noticed from a young age that I was attracted very much to combat. So he then said I go that to, you, you, your first fight was you somebody touching your building blocks. Yeah, something that I don't have no recollection of it. I don't, I wouldn't remember if I won or lost. But these are stories that like my mom and dad told me. Thank you, sir. I'm very much appreciated. We got more coming too, just yes, in case. Sorry. I'm gonna take a brief pause for the sponsors. <laughs> This is desert heat, bro. This is fucking crazy, bro. It really was. It's fucking nuts out there. It's a fucking oven, bro. What the fuck's going on in Las Vegas? Let's make sure Jessica brings some more water, too. <laughs> I'm leaving all of this in because I think it's so funny. There's fucking bacon out there. No, I'm good for right now. We're good. We're good for like another 27 minutes. <sighs> So yeah, fucking somebody touched my building blocks and I lost my, my marbles, my dad says. And I think I was just, you know, whatever Kung Fu moves I saw, I was re redoing them on like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in the daycare. So my dad says by the age of like four or five years old, I had been kicked out of like five, six different daycares. I'm like, what do you even get kicked out for at that <laughs> age? And he says I would just be rowdy. I'd just be getting scraps over there. And um, that, that was already like a, a tell of... Well, I was attracted to because I, I never got into baseball, football, soccer, basketball, any any sport like that. Um, I, I just it didn't call my attention. But the first time I saw boxing, I fucking I, I couldn't I couldn't do anything but watch it. You know, I was a little bit older now. I was like seven, eight years old and I saw boxing and I was like, wow, like fucking this is insane. What is this? You know, and losing my mind over it and then just studying the game and like the the most nerdy person you can make because I don't have a good memory, but for this shit, I could remember a fight that I saw when I was like nine years old, who won and what round and this and that and what country they're from. So in boxing, I uh, I absorbed that up since a kid and it wasn't until I was like, uh, I think the UFC came out when I was nine. I discovered when I was 11 years old. I, I saw it, uh, a friend had like these illegal pay-per-view boxes. You too young, you wouldn't know about this. You just have these black boxes, you, everything, porno, pay-per-views, everything was streamed on these big old like VCR It's illegal though. Yeah, they were super I knew illegal. about those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All my uncles were like, you want to see something? And yeah, I don't know. Those are illegal about. little black yep, boxes. Yep. That that was the shit right there. So everybody had one of those in Miami. By the airport. way, how the hell did they get that installed? Like who the fuck is coming and installing this? Y you know, in Miami, I know exactly how it worked. Like the Comcast guy, there was a Comcast guy, grew a brain one day. He's like, I can start doing this in the side. Boom, and get rich, right? And that's that's how I came across it. You know? Oh, so they just... Yeah, like the dude that came to install something, he was like, hey, listen, this is cool, but I got something better. 
bop, 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 and here's oh. your, your little thing. And now you telling your friends, not everybody knows. So, so that's how I think we came across it. That's genius. Yeah, or whatever. But that was the, the little pay-per-view boxes. So that's where I saw the UFC the first time a friend of ours had it, and his older brother was watching it. And they were like, sit down, folks. That boxing shit is stupid. Watch this. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> what the fuck is it? And again, just like paralyzing. It doesn't matter if there's fucking chicks here, if there's money here. It was just like that. That was it for that moment. Of it took that. you away. It took me away. I was just so consumed by it. So no fear, no like worry about like brain damage or like changing that, your face you, forever. You, you know, being being so young and and not thinking that far ahead because I'm already in love with this thing since I'm seven eight years old. I, I I'm not even thinking that far. I'm like, what's brain damage? And I'm fucking. Yeah. I'm I'm the one that's gonna give. Out, I'm the one that's gonna give out the brain damage. And that's like a, a fighter illness that you gotta have. You 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 don't become a fighter by thinking, damn, they might break my nose. You're in the wrong sport, bro. Because if you go swimming, you you might get wet. You know what I'm saying? It's a fucking. It's a serious sport. You know. So if you're thinking like that, it might not be the right the right thing for you. You know. And I've never thought like that. I'm always thinking. I'm going to break your fucking face, bro, because I'm going to prepare myself for this moment, and I'm going to give it all I got when I get in there. So I, I wasn't thinking like that. and um, So it wasn't coming from, like, a disciplined style. It was just more like, yo, I love fucking people up. It, a combo of things, you know. Um, also, like, my outlet and stuff. Uh, I grew up very humble, so I, I just, like, a lot of things would happen when I fight. It was almost like spiritual, you know. So I just think that... um. That just gravitated into, like, somebody offers me a street fight, and like, hey, you want to fight so-and-so? People are gonna be betting you get a couple dollars, and I and I would just do that because people knew I could fight since an early age, since like 12, 13 years old. And out of all the disciplines in in MMA, um, you know, it's wrestling, it's Muay Thai, kickboxing, jujitsu, whatever discipline you want to throw in there, um, Taekwondo or karate, boxing came the most to me. Like the the most natural of the disciplines was boxing, so I would take to that often. And and since a kid. Other adults and people know, like, man, this guy's got really good fucking hands. Like, he's probably going to end up being, like, a boxer. He's young. He's, like, wild still because I wasn't, like, in a, in a proper gyms and stuff like that. Um, but I, I was always training, and I was always getting offered, hey, you want to go box this guy? 50 bucks. And that always stayed with me. So, like, the Kimbo fights. Um, I want to talk about that. Was was he Kimbo at the time? What was his, like, reputation when you met him? a fucking rock star. In, you fucking kidding me? In you the out world or, like, just in the neighborhood? No. Listen to me, YouTube, right? When it first came out, he was the original YouTube star. Like if Michael Jackson, a comparison, if Michael Jackson back then when YouTube first came out, put out a video and it had like 570,000 views. I'm not lying to you. Kimball had like 5 million views. It was in fucking insane. It was in, he was a YouTube celebrity star like right off rip. Like, so you met him when he was already there? Yeah, I met him like just fucking, he's getting like 25 million views back then. In YouTube, I'm talking about 20 something years ago, back That's then. That's crazy. 20 million something views for fucking breaking the guy's eye socket and the eye coming out. That shit now, I don't know how many millions is that, but back then had like 20 million views. And was so, he the one who uploaded it, or was it somebody? Uploaded? No, he had a whole team. Shout out to Icy Mike um, uh, and Bob, the 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 creative team for that. I mean, you are you, you still want, in touch with them? Yeah, yeah, very much in touch. Icy Mike's a very very good friend of mine. And um, he helped me out a lot through my career, numerous no times. Opening doors for me. He was Kimbo Slice's manager as well. He opened doors for me. He had opened up for Kimbo, introducing me to sponsors, things like that. Anything he could throw my way, just just trying to alley-oop it for another Miami That's dude. Love. You know, Yeah, straight love from the same city. And uh, Icy Mike also is the same dude that uh, created uh, 8 Street Latinas. 
uh, Milf Hunter, uh, Mike in Brazil, Onion Booty. Not one of What's these another do one? I understand. No? What these a- are all porn sites when the dot com. <laughs> these are all porn sites when the dot com came to be. Um, Reality Kings, you know? Yeah. You, you heard of them? I don't uh, watch porn. Okay. Um, but these were like huge. And this is what a, what a marketing genius they were. They had uh, this website called Subline Directory. And when Kimbo would fire, they would put it right there, Subline Directory. And that would take you to like, um, it was kind of like a like a directory to many websites you get it was generating traffic for like it was like a, a subway yeah like a subway you know one wait of the hold things, on so you're telling me these street fights had brand deals in the background of them yeah no right in there you saw subline directory now my fights in kimball's videos you saw subline directory so you would go there did they pay him or was he just they were just putting it there yeah yeah <coughs> no they were all part of the team okay gotcha. kimball was in on it he was getting a percentage as well from all the companies yep. invested in it and they would give him a fee to fight you know they, they'd take care of everybody very 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 well you know and these are guys that came in with money so they weren't afraid to like take care of the fighters and stuff you know so they always took great care of my, of me particularly and nobody that i know that fought ever um had a bad experience if like something happened to you they took you to the hospital they took care of you they make sure you were good you know wow yeah it was a well-run operation you know but back then it was very on the hush because if cops showed up it was illegal shut down tickets people may be going to jail so it was always like very very on the hush and um were you ever scared of like the situation you were at like Say you did a really good job and you knocked somebody out and his buddy wasn't taking exactly. it. Exactly, yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah, that, that, happened, that happened a couple of times. And it happened uh, one time in particular with, uh, with um, the second fight I had with Ray. You know, it wasn't with Ray, but it was with, like, his friends. Um, we had a little episode, you know. And then, you know, there's a bunch of, like, maybe not... Like was it the one where he was like people? feigning in the in the parking lot? Was no, it? that's the first one. The second one's in the backyard. We're in the grass and there's a fence behind us. Like in somebody's backyard. And somebody didn't. Yeah. Okay. Was that your last time doing it or you still go back? <clears throat> that was my last time that I fought with Kimball's crew. I fought Ray the second time. Damn. So question. Now you go to a place where, dude, I like the way you even started the fight when I watched it, I was like, damn, you just showed up, put your shoulders up and you went right into it. There's no rounds. There's no real ref. There's a guy that might shoot you if you beat your guy up too hard. Yeah. How do you go from that to mix smart? Were you like ever like the nerves going into this type of fight and way then now different. finding no, like a different. bend? It, it, you can't. Be, is different. that why you're leaning on the fence? Because you're like way different, way different. You know, way different. As you said, just the factors that you said. You know, um, uh, I not not with my group in particular, but I went to other street fights that that exactly did happen and people got stabbed and things like that. So it was definitely in the back of my mind that it could happen, but I would also go with protection myself. You know, I wasn't just showing up myself. I would usually go with a couple fighters and a couple friends that, that you know, could help out if help needed to be, you know? So I, I, I felt secure and I wanted to feel secure also going into this environment because I just want to worry about you and my boys are going to worry about your boys, you know? Yeah. And uh, thank goodness um, I never had like a, uh, a problem like that because right before they broke out they would people would realize like you don't want these problems man because i i'm coming in strong man yeah you know, not just me you know so like when you go into the ufc and you have these like conversations with these fighters does it make you giggle because like you know like the difference from like the threats the level from where you're at not, versus not necessarily giggle but definitely uh I, I respect everybody but at the same time i'm like bro i I'm not going to take uh, bullshit from anybody because I love the fight. It's not that I get butthurt. I'm like, if you're crossing the line, fuck it, you're crossing the line. Let's go. We go right now and find out who's right and who's wrong, you know. 
I still much enjoy fighting. I love it, you know. Do I enjoy the training of running like six miles and doing all this crazy shit? No, not always. You know, in my later life, I've started to enjoy it a little bit more. But um, I love the fight. That's what I like to do. It's just like put that mouthpiece How on and go. Now? How about now? Are you still like hungry to find like that next fight that like challenges you? Um, nah, bro. As far as fighting goes, I feel like in the in in the MMA space, um, I don't have the same reflexes in certain areas. You know, it's like a little bit slower. The 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 message from here to here to the body's like maybe like a quarter inch, half a second slower, but at the highest stakes of the game. It's it's like a little significant, you know. So I feel that that's happened. And right around like 35, 36, I started feeling like my reflex is starting to slow down dramatically, you know, like making a big change. Like I thought I was 34 and I could still see everything in slow-mo, you know. Coach is always still very impressed with my defense on a day-to-day because every day we're, we're sparring or every other day we're sparring. And, you know, I've always been known to have great defense. And um, right around like 35, 36, then I started getting touched more in the gym. And uh, that's just like a sign, you know, once you can't keep doing the same things you used to do in practice, you might not be able to pull them off in a fight, you know? So definitely for MMA, and especially because I signed up to, to fight the best guys in the world, I don't I don't care to like beat up number like 25 or whatever the fuck it is, you know? I just wanna, I wanted to fight the best in the world and that's what I got to do for most of my career. So now I'll do some boxing matches though, just like as a hobby because I love boxing. Okay, I'm good at it, and they're paying a lot of money out here, you know. So with the permission of the UFC, if this came to be a year, two, three, whenever it was from now, I'd have to get their permission, and, and yeah, I'd be down to maybe do some boxing because it would just be fun, you know. It would be like a good hobby to stay in shape and make some money. Before we get into the boxing, because that's I, – I can't wait to dive into this. When you – when we were in the beginning of this podcast, you were saying that, like, when you were young, that's the only thing that could, like, simmer you down and – even when you were older, you would look at it, even if there was money or women to the side of you. It just it, There was something about fighting yeah. that drew you. It Did it do something to you when you realized, oh, the connection's gone, like I need to slow down? Is, is that uh, biggest part of you, did, did anything happen there? Um, Shit, man, I prepared myself for it, you know, because I love it so much. There, there was a time where I, at 34 that... I couldn't have walked away because I loved it so much. I was like, I don't give a fuck, 35, 36. And I started preparing myself as my reflexes got a little worse in my performances at the gym. I base it mainly off what I'm doing at the gym, you know, more or less how fast I'm running my miles, this and that. There's a lot of things I was still doing great throughout my career in some aspects even better than when I was younger. But in some areas, you know, like the reflex department, the speed department, I had slowed down. So I, I, I mentally prepared myself for that to like, one day I'm not going to do this anymore. What's going to be next, you know? Yeah, you ever think about coaching? Like, I, I I work with a lot of guys uh, individually, but I can't be like a full time coach. I could be like, man, help you out for like two weeks. We get in as much work as we can, and then then I gotta I gotta go do my thing. I gotta make money. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I got feel, kids, man, and I love I love helping out my homies. Do you want your kids homies. to be a uh, no, any, no, and, and why? I'm, man, it's a hard life, man. It's fucking rough, you know. It's rough. It's uh, if you're doing it right, so it's a bit lonely, and and I want him to go fucking like uh, be a business dude and enjoy life and fucking just make money and be chill, and not have to fucking dedicate himself to that. Cause I don't want him to fight. You felt like, you but did if it you're for gonna them. fight, yeah, for them, for us, for me, you know, it's 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 uh, it's a uh, fucking my dream since a kid. So I was gonna do it no matter what, whether kids or no kids, you know, just extra for them, you know. But for my son, I I wouldn't want him to fight now if he showed me. 
right? He's fucking waking up at six in the morning and fucking running three, four miles before he goes to school. And then after school, he's training again. And like, he's putting in the, the amount of work that needs to be put in. Then I'm 100% with him. Then I'm going to fucking it's ride or die with him, you know? But I, I don't want him also to think because it's so available that, oh, I could be a pro fighter. Like, nah, you, you really can't. You know, you really got to want it because these motherfuckers out here are going to hurt you, brother. They, they, that's what they want to do. You know, some motherfuckers out there are really mean, and you got to be mean, and, and that's by training, putting the time, running when everybody's sleeping. Do you feel like they wouldn't even be able to have the same heart as you because you had a different lifestyle growing up? Yes, no. You know, it just depends how much uh, drive they have. Like, my, my son is crazy talented, bro. With, with the hands, it's fucking insane. Like, straight genetic gift. Any any of my friends who've seen him throw will tell you, like, not, not even fucking fair like if he was to fight another eight-year-old it'd be fucking bad you know even if he just I, i've had him training now for three weeks of stand-up because he's been asking me i want to do kickboxing i want to do boxing oh so he's already getting into it yeah he's been asking me for some time and i'm like literally for a year he was asking me i was like all right bro you want it that bad so i set him up with my coach my coach is teaching him like three times a week this dude looks like he's been doing it for a fucking year or two it's crazy has just, to, like, you have to weeks. be proud of him oh definitely definitely yeah. when, when he's there i could almost like fucking ball up in tears sometimes of happiness like bro this is crazy the, the what was given to me is immediately bestowed on this little fucker <laughs> you know it says that actually in the bible so it makes it even more awesome man but th this they guy called just, you the street jesus yeah, yeah they, they call me but i never I, I don't call myself that that's more like you that's know, blasphemous yeah that, that's what the internet put on me and the internet's undefeated and you know what now but you know <laughs> it actually started from from my head coach which i love him to death mike brown but he's an atheist so he would see me, you know, when I when like he sees me at all phases. Like he's waking me up at six in the morning to call, wait, dropping me off in my room at, at twelve at night. So he sees me through all my phases before an interview when I'm all messed up. So he started, you know, like jokingly in the crew calling me like, "Look at Street Jesus," because I'd wake up and I'm like a mess or whatever or whatever made him think. You know, I'm wearing all white. He's that I'm Street Jesus. So then he captioned it once. That that's how it started at uh, weigh-ins. He, I was on, on weight, and I think it might have been either Ben Askren or the Nate Diaz, and he, he did it himself. He put Street Jesus in that thing. That thing caught fire, boy. <laughs> Everybody started doing that. People, this was the craziest shit ever. <coughs> People got my address, obviously, and then because they're fucking crazy, and then they started sending candles to my house. <laughs> I swear to you, with me as in, like, Jesus like that, like as in the holy figure. I was like, this is fucking nuts. The internet's just undefeated, you know? Postcards with, with like, me, like, walking on water is, like, Jesus, but with my face on it is freaking nuts, bro. How, how, how is your relationship with God? Like, are you a spiritual man? Super spiritual. I believe that God's, uh, like, my gifts literally come from God. Amen. And I, uh, I feel God saved my life since a young kid. I, fe I felt this realm this force from like another realm that i had never felt before nothing in my life i never felt like that until that moment and uh i was very very young when i felt it and i was like i don't know what happened but this is not natural this, i've never in my life felt this and i've never again like that moment felt it you know and uh it's a blessing that you could understand it yeah because a lot of people uh i started praying for uh understanding because i realized recently I, I i'm very spiritual too so when i read the I bible I, when I read the Bible, I um, I start journaling first. So I'll, I'll write my prayers like to him, and I'll discuss what I'm feeling in my heart. I'll empty it out, and then I'll read from the Bible. I love to read Proverbs because there's a lot of wisdom in there. And recently what I've come to learn is that I could get the same amount of info. It's the wisdom, right? But I have no understanding of yeah. it. 
So I started praying for understanding, and man, dude, it changed my heart completely. You got the real download now? Uh, it's just, you, it, when you really, dude, think about this. Anytime you're angry, or I don't know about you, but for me, anytime I'm angry, I truly is just because I don't fucking understand. And I get mad. I even say it out loud. My tongue babbles it. I go, I don't fucking get this motherfucker. Yeah. I don't get this situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you don't God's know like, what to do or how to fix the problem. And that's when you piss. You're like, I don't even know where to start. Man. Yes. And it's the babble of the mouth. God says you're babbling out what you need. <laughs> so I listened to myself when I was journaling. And I kept say, I kept reading. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't do And I'm like, wait a second. What the fuck? Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm not understanding stuff. I just, dude, one day, everything that I was working on, I was like, oh, I get it now. Okay. So I'm glad you're on a you're on a spiritual journey, bro. It's a it's a huge blessing. A lot of people don't get to have that relationship with God, and I just tell them like, man, I couldn't I couldn't believe walking one day on this earth, not believing in God. That's so scary. I mean, I I you could hold like a gun to my head and like, yeah, whatever, bro. Shoot, I I believe in Jesus Christ. I, I believe in God. Like that's how much I believe. I don't I don't uh. Doubt it for a second that there's another realm and there's a king of that realm, you know, and he has a name. And um, from just yeah. like experiences in life, I didn't got to feel that, you know. So uh, I always will speak on like my beliefs and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like it's getting weird where if we don't extra speak about them now, we're, you know, like Christians are getting like more and more persecuted, bro. I didn't even know it was going to turn into this type of conversation, but you see it like online. I mean, even the FBI of this country, of this fine country, and it's all in reports. It's all whistleblowers came out. It's in front of Congress, in front of Senate. Like, there's no denying it. They were going after Catholic and Christians, the FBI, if if they were deemed radical. You're deemed a radical Christian? What does that mean? You're going to give out a bunch of Bibles? Like, what do you, what do you, what's a radical Christian? You know, what? what is that? You know, so it's uh, it's crazy, man. I feel like now it's, it's a good time to speak up more and more. Whether you're Christian or Muslim or Buddhist, it's cool, man, to, to have a, re, a belief and, and have that um, understanding that there's a greater force out there, yeah. but also that we all got to get along, bro. No matter what you uh, believe in. If a in, house whatnot. is divided, it cannot stand. Yeah. And that's what they want. Like, and that's why when, Divide when people, and conquer. Yeah, when people like talk about this country, I go, dude, like, I'm a first generation Assyrian boy. And like, I, I talked about the country bad one time in seventh grade. And my dad sat me down and he goes, he goes, you have absolutely no idea. He goes, you got to go and speak up about your country. He goes, if I didn't leave where we were from, you would be murdered where you stood. Yeah. And I was like, damn. He goes, if you have a problem with the country, roll your sleeves up and get to work for your country. Don't talk shit about your country. So I've had this mentality. like, I'm done pointing the fingers and, and saying what's going on. And then and, and to bring up the Bible verse one more time, I dig, I, I listen to these conspiracies or I listen to what's going on and, and what everybody has to say. And it freaks me out sometimes. It makes me scared. Like, do I want to have kids in this type of world? Do, where crazy. is it going? Like, and it freaks me out. And I read in the Bible that there was a man who was dealing with conspiracies. They were conspiring. And, and sometimes the best attack is scaring the mm-hmm. fuck out of you, bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll use like Christians, for example, right? Sometimes if Christians will use the fear factor to get people to to believe or whatever. It's like the best trick sometimes is to get you scared because then you could freak the out. The media does all day. Exactly. There's so the I, Corona 17 now with the dragon breath and the this and that and stay indoors and wear your mask while you're driving by yourself in the car. Like, crazy. So so the, the new plan for me now is I control what I'm digesting. Uh-huh. So if you're speaking some stuff, I pray for you and I move on. 
but I won't let the other energy that people are putting out affect my life anymore. Because, bro, we could be gone tomorrow like that. Yeah. And 10 years could go by and we could have the best 10 years, but we were wasting it, being yeah. so scared of the next day. Yeah. So the, what I live on is if you're anxious, you're thinking too much about your future. And if you're depressed, you're thinking too much of your past. So I live in the present because it's full of presence. I just am happy. We got spiritual like here, bro. I like it. I like it. Now let's get into some of the boxing. If you had to fight one influencer, biggest bag or the most challenging fight, which one would it be? Like, who do you think is going to be the most expensive? You're talking about, man, I don't, this question, like when I get them asked, it just, it's a weird one. Like, well, influencers, what do you mean? Like, well, people like that are, they're, uh, they're fighting, the, but they're not they're, real fighters. If that, I don't okay, mean so to disrespect I'm, anybody, I'm gonna, but you know what I mean. I'm going to put it in like layman's terms. They're all the same skill level, right? Because if, the, if they don't have like 60 amateur fights and then like 23 professional fights, brother. <laughs> so you're saying Jake, brother, KSI, Alex Wasabi, all the same. Bro, I don't even, bro. You don't know not, the last one, do you? None of them, bro. <laughs> and when it comes to boxing, boxing, it's just different, man. It's just different, you know. It's like. You said that's your most natural state. Yeah, yeah, and that's I, and I also to. got fifty pro fights. You know, it's it's not for nothing. All the amateur ones I got and and stuff like that. It's just different. It's not, you know, a guy that's been doing it four or five years. I mean, if there was such a freak athlete, they'd be out there knocking motherfuckers dead left and right and fucking do the Mike Tyson thing and then go run the bag up. I feel like you know? Jake's the closest one to be doing that. Yeah, yeah, Jake. Jake out of the pack, I think he's definitely his improvements from when I first saw him to like right now. His improvements are through the roof, and now he's we're gonna get a great test. You know, I think this is a good, good test for him to see where he's really at. You know, cardio wise, everything wise. You know, Nate has so much experience, but he's also catching uh, Nate on the way downside. You know, so I think there, there's a lot of pluses for Jake, but Nate's Nate. The deeper that fight goes, I mean, it's gonna be a fight. He's so gonna, if you had to put your money on one, who would it be? <laughs> How many rounds is it again? Like, I I saw it keep changing. I think eight. Ten? Eight, ten? Ten? Ten now. I mean, that definitely helps. Um, Who would that know, help for? I, actually, I don't know because Jake's already gone ten rounds, you know? Yeah. Does does and Nate get tired? Yeah? He, it's boxing, you know? It's not that he gets tired, but he's also we're having him come into a brand new sport, you know? So. It's, but I feel it, like he he's really good throwing. Yeah, he is. This is, I think, one of, like, Nate's really good off BJJ, like with the gi, a stud, and, and, and in boxing and another stud. So this is something that fits into his wheelhouse real good. Like if it was a Muay fight or a wrestling match, nah. But this is like really good for him. But um, I don't know. It's his first one, you know. That's the thing. You know, I think I could see him wearing down Jake after second, third round, getting his timing in there, and really starting to make it like a dog fight, you know, and then. It's like once Nate gets your timing and his engines are already going, he's a fucking problem, bro. And especially in boxing, and people are not gonna be able to take him down and wrap him up. He might be a fucking nightmare, you know. So Jake has to be prepared to fucking stick and move. I'm excited to see where that goes. I really am. I, uh, I'm, I'm just. I want to see how Jake's gonna take the punches, but also he's kind of proven with all of his other matches that he has a strong jaw. Yeah. Do you think Nate would be able to take those hits that he, Jake was knocking people out with? Maybe not present day Nate, but I know Nate in his prime for a fact. Because Nate in his prime was getting hit with a baseball bat to the face and he'd walk through, you know, getting hit with elbows, knees, and shit. <coughs> you know, now he's, he's got a lot more wear damage. He had to deal with me for three rounds. And then, uh, it, you know, 
Oh, so how would, how did it feel getting like hit in the face of them? Do you feel like that's something that Jake's gonna be able to take? You took it, so do you think he could take it? Um, I didn't think that Nate had power, but also I know how Nate works. He's just throwing like he wants to get you on the accumulation side. He's just ah, peppering you, peppering you, and then he might throw a hard one. I I didn't get to feel him hit me with like a hard hard one. He did hit me with like a two and a three piece, um, and it it he didn't have power, you know, but I. Also, I, I can't judge him off that because I went to the body early on him and I stayed on the body on him and I hurt him to the body often. I dropped him in and that takes literally your power away from your legs, your 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 punches, everything, you know. So uh, I, I didn't feel he had a lot of pop. I think Jake could deal with the power, but it's the accumulation, the punches and bunches. When he gets a rhythm, Nate starts to, you know, play at first and then he's trying to get the rhythm and now once he has his rhythm and he starts stepping outside of him and fainting and then going and then going and then fainting and then going he's gonna have Jake on the back foot thinking and that thinking makes you wear energy you know and once Nate gets in like that choo-choo train mode he could throw it out but also Jake could catch him with a counter man I've seen him do it and, and that's what I was gonna say the, the first time he fought Woodley I was like eh. the second time he fought him though was short notice for Woodley did considerably better, you know? And then even though he lost in the Tyson Fury fight, there's been a lot of improvement. Not Tyson Fury, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, oh, Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury. Um, How do you feel about improvement. that? Uh, I mean, on a... No, no, I'm talking about... On an about action like, level, like, I was like, I wanted more. No, you know, I'm talking about more, you fighting Tommy. Yeah, if they pay me, yeah. <laughs> Snipe him too. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're not sweating any of them. Nah, not... Not, not even Tommy, because Tommy's a boxer. And he has that like bloodline with brothers that are very talented, or brother. Yeah, but I whoop his ass. <laughs> yes, but I will whoop his ass. Yeah, no offense to him, he's, he's he's good enough. But I feel I'd be a real bad saw. I'd be a nightmare for that guy. I saw you do uh, when you did the episode with Jake. You guys did this like um, it's like a little stunt, like where you guys were like meeting up. Yeah. You checked him. Yeah. To make sure he was good, you know. Make sure everything in the building was right, you know. I'm kind of like the court enforcer in Miami, so I got to make sure your building's also up to date if you're in Miami. You have to check in? Yeah, what? People got to check in with me, kind of. Uh, do you ever think about getting into acting? If uh, if the money makes sense, yeah. Oh, I mean, dude, if you're an you actor. If, you, if you're a successful actor, it would make a you know, tremendous amount of money. But that's like also like a fighting career because you got to start from the bottom, pop, right? And you got to fucking... You know, do this role, and then they gotta see. Yeah, this guy could act. How they how they gonna just throw me a bag? They're not. They're gonna have to see me one, two, three, knock it out of the park a couple of times. And like, all right, you're you're a draw here. Pop, here's your check, and you could act, right? And I'm like, skip all that. Just give me the big bag. <laughs> well, you have a name to you, so maybe you use that to your leverage. Yeah, I'm big bag. Cause what you gonna be on set like 60, 90 days? Cause I can't do that. Do you think crazy. you have the ability to act? Definitely. Fuck it. If they, like I said, if they're paying me the money, psh, cry and command, motherfucker. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Waterfall right now, bro. What? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> Do you think if me and you staged uh, an argument right here that you would be able to sell it, make it look real? 
heartbeat, bro. Fucking kidding me? That's what I do for a living, bro. What? I wanna, I wanna, I wanna like do it. I wanna say some crazy shit that people are like, there's no fucking way he just said that. What would we I argue about? Have... Look at he's already getting up, bro. You method, bro, relax. Your security guard's <laughs> traps came out. Fucking <laughs> can't believe that. Relax. I don't even want to do it anymore. I'm scared. Look, he got his phone out. Hey, but if I tackle you and punch you, it's just for the TV. It's not, don't take it personal. Bro. No, I won't. Just yeah. don't hit me straight yeah. hard or like. No, me. but because it's, it's for the camera, we got to kind of make it look real. So it's going to be like a 60 percenter. It's not going to break tissue or bone, but it's, you My know. My guy, 60 percent of your punch. <laughs> no shot. Uh, dude. OK, so you had to fight KSI, Logan, Jake. Who do you think is the easiest? I would put them all on the scale, and whichever one the equal sign gave the biggest back to, pop, that's him. Got it. Which one? Is, that one, okay. That one. That's all that really matters to me. You know? So it's just the bag. You want it now? Yeah, you're, yeah. you're like the Mayweather of a... You know, I, I fought professionally for 20 years, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to get good at this sport since I saw it and, and fight and go all over the world and make money and be able to provide for my family and fight the world's best. And play this game at the highest of the stakes. Fight other kids that were training since they're seven, eight years old in some form of combat. And that's all they lived their whole life. And now they're in their prime, ready to put it all on the line. I wasn't even trying to rhyme that shit, bro. That was bars, bro. You feel me? Do you freestyle? I could if they paid me. <laughs> <laughs> Should I do it all, but yeah. if, if that I, checkbook if makes I sense. Put, <laughs> if I put on an instrumental right now, would you freestyle? I would murder the trap, but that has, where's the check, though? Somebody got it. Bro, I'll put the check. Pagada. Mira. Cuanto oro, mira. There has to be like a you know, R&B, rap, what do you like? Nah, we're not going to do it, bro, because then... We'll cut it if you don't like it. Nah, we can't do that. Because <laughs> I could do that, man, but then I can't do it yet. I can't release that town on TV yet. We're working on the, on the back first, No, bro. like, no little, like, little couple... I gave bucks. you the tease already, and that was just... Talking, that was just verbiage, man. That wasn't like actual. Anything. Cause I spit, bro. Straight yeah? from the fuck yeah, dude. Straight from the dome. Let's go, bro. If you go, I'll go. <laughs> what are we doing, gay chicken, bro? Come <laughs> on, bro. <laughs> what is this guy talking about? This is your show, bro. Yo, Come on. Ah, uh, you're right. I can no, fucking wait, you cut it. You, you read it. You set off the dome, and now I'm not. I'm not reading. I'm getting instrumental. Who's? Uh, I'll just like how, put it like right here. How old are you again? Thirty. What does that have to do 30. with my rapping? I want to see like what influence you might have been by Me, what genre. I looked in the mirror and I was like, "Damn, what genre might have influenced you?" You know, do you even you know who Tupac Shakur is? Nah, you know no. who Madonna is. Ma Ma the football player, the soccer player. Yeah, yeah, it's a star. <laughs> it's not the soccer player. It's the pop star. You don't know who Madonna oh, is. Oh, I thought you said Maradona, bro. That didn't even sound close to what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Read. Make sure this gets cut if it's no good. Put that one out, put that one. That's it, that's the one, bro. It was the, it was the beat, bro. Yeah. 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 I'm on the podcast and I'm trying to get by. She tried. <laughs> no, 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 let me drop in again. I messed up, I messed up. Third time's a trauma, we kicking you off, bro. <laughs> you got to get it right. Nah, nah, dude. Nah, We nah. kicking you off your own I'm show really if you can get I'm it on the good. third one. I th you a baller, too? You said you play basketball? Mm. Mm. 
uh, memories vividly come back to me. I'm blowing trees, laid back, my mind at ease. And as you see, God has already instructed me. But what I'll be is whatever's my company. The stone storming, clouds are forming, a whole lot of bad omen. Can't say who, but I bet you know him. Nah, 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 it's not. There we go. There we go, there we go. He's a shy guy, man. Yeah, it took him a little I'm while. I'm a shy guy. I just gotta get by. Man, I'm looking real fly. Oh, I can just get by. Give me really nine. Could you tell your friends I'm good? Um, maybe. Just in case we had to cut all that, I'm gonna start out. <laughs> 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 I think uh, I think I'm gonna start out at a at a fresh point. All right. So, what do you got now, day to days? What's your new uh, What's your new mountain you want to climb? Um, promote, man. It's uh, we started about three years ago. We've thrown about 18 shows now. It's going to be 19. And um, I fucking love it, man. And it just so happens by some weird coincidence, I have a good eye for what a fighter could look like, you know, or should look like. So it just it just makes perfect sense in transition in my mind. Like, man. Are you picking and, people and, from and my the... I'm, I'm picking them from, from all walks of life, discipline. What, what, what's the form of fights you're, like, mostly wanting to promote? Um, Definitely bare knuckle, you know. Oh, Damn. Just how I started, you know, and um, Kimbo Slice, we didn't get to finish on that, but Kimbo Slice, we were at the same gym, and he invited me to come fight in this platform, which I told him, he was a rock star, man. I'm talking about fucking millions and millions of views. So when he asked me to come on this platform, I was like, wow, this is this is good for me, you know? I'm not thinking that I'm going to get anywhere near those videos, but I'm like, man, if I get 150,000 views or 100,000, that's great. You know, we had a good day at the office. Um, so we were at the same gym. He saw me training. They invited me to come fight. It blew my name up, you know, when, when eventually these videos drop. So it's kind of like I'm offering the same thing to these guys now. Come through my platform, fight, blow your name out of there. And and plus the fans that you get from Bare Knuckle are different. They're with you for life because they know what you're going through, kind of. I mean, it's different when you see those fights, you know. And I just love it. I love the, the rawness of this is closer to a real fight, you know. And that's what I eventually want to gravitate is put on as close as I can to a, to a real fight. There's a lot of things in MMA that just don't make sense. Like when you could give a knee... It's a, it's a lot of advantages to, like, certain styles that I want to take that away and just, like, hey, a fight is a fight. If this is not seriously going to injure somebody, then then we should add it, you know, because there's a lot of real estate that, that leans towards more one discipline than being right down the, the middle and fair, you know. So um, eventually I want to try to bring that, and that that's a lot of upscale battle because I'll be talking with commissions and stuff. But for right now, it's putting on the world's best fucking bare-knuckle fights that I can. I got a guy that goes by the name of Fabricio Redoom, UFC heavyweight champion. This guy's a fucking building of a man, and he kicks some fucking ass. Fighting Junior Dos Santos, another UFC heavyweight champion. These guys are taking the gloves off and fucking throwing down, man. And these are guys that I've been watching for a fucking for a minute going, wow, these guys are fucking and the next level of athletes when they started coming in, you know, as the sport started to develop more and more, and they're still in their fucking in the top of the sport, you know? Uh, could you like educate me? A bare knuckle. Are you allowed to throw legs? Are you allowed to, or is it just knuckles? It, no, everything. It's it, well. There's bare knuckle boxing, but I do bare knuckle MMA. So it's it's the same exact rules as MMA, just no gloves, just the, the hand wraps and stuff. So what happens right off rip, you'll notice, is the percentage of finishes go up, whether it be a knockout or a submission, because now you don't have these the hand wraps with tape and gauze, and then these gloves, and now you have to work through all of that to get to your submissions. You know, without that. It's just a hand, so it's a little bit easier to get them in certain places where it's you don't have this big glove. You know, if, if your chin is here and your chin could kind of block my glove, but if I don't have the glove, I might be able to latch this out and 
get a finish. So the finishes go up, you know, as well as more cuts, more blood, and it's just close to the real. So I, uh, I love it. Um, we threw on the show, and since the first show we threw now, it's been an amazing response from the fans. You know, first show we threw in Biloxi, Mississippi, we sold out 2,500 seats, and it was also perfect timing that um, it was coming right off Corona. It was like nothing to do as well. Yeah. So we were like. You took advantage of it. Yeah, we came right into town. We sold out, and from there, we got such a positive feedback on it. We knew, like, hey, we're going to do this because everybody who watches it once is, like, hooked, you know? So we're going to we're How gonna do you start hard. a sport like this? Like, is it, like, how, do, how, what is it, how does it become, like, legal versus illegal? Like, how do you... So there's a, there's a commission in every state. It's like a small government, you could imagine, for combat sports, and every state has a, a, a commission that regions, like, supreme that says what's allowed and what's not. So in, like... Eight to nine states were already legal where you could fight bare knuckle, you know, and, and it's legal. There's there's way more states that we have to go out there and conquer now, you know, but we're legal in a lot of states, Florida being one of them. Um, Texas is going to be legal, I heard, pretty soon. Is Arizona I think, legal? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, I don't, I, is Arizona? Working on it. Working on it. But I think they might end up coming around. Hope Maybe you know somebody over in Arizona you could plug me up with. Um, we're legal in Mississippi, Louisiana. Alabama, Kentucky, you know, and um, Florida was a big one for us. As soon as we became legal in Florida, we threw the first sanctioned bare knuckle event in Florida. So it never had been legal before up to my event. And ours was the first one we threw. You know, we brought uh, out many UFC ex-fighters and stars. We brought Big Country Nelson fought Dylan Klegler. It was an amazing fight. And from top to bottom, the reaction of the fans, because I was there live, I spent like an hour after taking pictures, just talking, hanging out with them, getting feedback just to get the report. Yeah. And they were like, this is one of the best fucking shows I've been to live. Like, it sounds just different when that fist hits the face. It's the, it's it's a lot more like, you, you know, like uh, when there's certain fights, it's like you can't breathe. Like, there's so much tension in the air. Like, oh, you can't wait for it to get started. It's like that with every fight in bare knuckle because at any moment, it's lights out, you know. So you're very fucking glued to the to the fucking moment and like you say you're like living in the presence like you're not looking at your phone and you're fucking stuck to that shit you're like damn because this guy was just winning and then he just got fucking choked out what the hell was happening you, can't miss you, know? It. you know yeah i love that it's i want uh, whenever the next fight is in arizona i'd love to come well we're working on arizona but you come Jul september a jacksonville i'm down i'm there we I got jds versus Verdum, two ufc <coughs> heavyweight champions Taking off the gloves, trying to kill each other, man. Now, are they done with the UFC? How do they? Are you? They they became uh, free agents. They they were in the in the market and they went to explore their options outside of the UFC and they found some other places and promotions. And then um, we had the ability to make the fight happen. I I happen to know JDS. He's been at my gym, American Top Team. We've been teammates for like seven eight years. I've known him now. So it was always like, hey man, we we want to get this guy, bring him on over to GFC. We have uh, some some good ties uh, to Verdum's um, handlers and managers and stuff, and I'm a huge fan of Verdum, like everybody, I think. So we made it happen. We've been working on this fight in particular for like six months, but the last like three months, we're really getting closer and closer. And like, hey, this is gonna be a reality. We're gonna be able to make this happen. So yeah, we're we're fucking psyched, bro. I'm really excited for you, dude. Yeah, I like how uh, it, it was like all full circle. Like yeah, say exactly. this, this becomes That's your baby that it. like like yeah. it sets you and your family up forever. Like yeah. this is where you came from. Literally. So it's like that's such an organic like real like yes, I just want to be a part of it just because I, I want to know more about the story. Yes, sir. That's really cool. And that's literally it. It's full circle, you know. I've been a corner man in the sport, like being in the guy's corner. I've been the sparring partner. 
Um, I've been a referee in amateur competitions. I've competed myself. I've literally won all the hats that the sport has to offer. And I love it because, like I told you, since I was a kid, this was this was my thing, man. This was my basketball. This was my football game. You know, It was my everything yeah. to me, you know? I love it. I love how passionate you still are about it. Oh, it's yeah. cool to see and, people And I, like I want to open the doors, you know, for the next generations coming. I want... Is that because Kimbo's team did that for you? And like... No, no I, that extra emphasize it to me like that's how you got to be like, yeah you, you got to get back especially in the sport to those that want it and they want to make a, a way of living this way because it's not an easy way to do it but if you want to do it look boom here you go go get it you know that's the awesome thing about fighting everybody in the world could think i'm going to kick your ass but if on that day you're you did everything that it took to compete on that day and your mind is right that day you could write the book yourself you know it's the awesome thing about fighting it's, it's not about like you got to pass a bottle of this guy and hope that this guy didn't go out drinking last night and Sends you that rocket, you know? This is just you versus me, and it's the fucking best, man. I love that. You, We were joking around before I, I, I ruined everybody's day with my freestyle. Um, but Trump, you're you're actually, you do talk about Trump openly and like you're... you're this dude don't know. You don't research me nothing? No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying I'm feeding You're kidding him. me, right? Put Jorge, put on your on your little Google phone, put Jorge Masford on Trump. See how many pictures you see of me with the boy, man. No, that's what I'm saying. Right. Now, now, where did this like? I'm his favorite fighter, bro. Mm. You didn't know that. I did not know that. You didn't know for real. I didn't know it was. He's he been was two of my fights. He's never been in anybody else's fight. Bah, how about that? Was that those because, are odds? Were you public about loving him before, and then he just? Yeah, shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool that he's showing yeah, love back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy to me, bro. I'm just some fucking, just some kid, man. They could fucking fight. I know the president. I'm talking to the president. I'm FaceTime with him. He's not even talking to you. He's coming to watch you perform, bro. This is nuts, man. And not just and you were street not, fighting. Not just the president, but the greatest president, in my opinion, that I've ever seen. The the only politician that has said, "Hey, this is what I'm gonna do," and actually went out and did it. You know, um, so it's fucking mind blowing to me. I love that. I love how you're very passionate and you stand up for what you believe in, bro. That you would not believe how many people don't do that. We we were talking about it like shortly, but you were talking about um how roll up your sleeves and get to work and fix your country, you know? Well, some countries aren't fixable. Some countries, because of their adopted policies and and this and that or that and this, You You really think there's undone. some countries that are unfixable? Yeah, like Cuba. What are you going to do with Cuba? Tell me. My dad had to flee that thing. That's communist. You wake up and they're telling you what shirt you're going to wear, what color it is. There's no food for nobody. It's only these communist motherfuckers. The 2% of the people, of the whole public is eating, though there's crazy resources. Per capita, Cuba used to be one of the richest countries in the world till communism came in, took over, and took everything for the state to redistribute it. It's dick. Ain't nobody ever going to do that shit. Ain't nobody one person going to be the nice guy going to give it out. So I think places like Venezuela, Cuba, you know, a lot of these places, you, you can't fix them because they have these these policies that aren't fixable. You know, over there, they, they came in overnight and told the farmers, hey, your cow... It's our cow now. If you kill it, we're going to put you in jail. You're going to raise this cow. We're going to pay you money. And money is like $2 a week. I'm not exaggerating. Something crazy like that. And then when we cut this cow up, we're going to give you like 5 to 10% of this cow. is going to go to you, the farmer, that it was your cow. You bought it. You raised it. You did all that stuff. The mafia. That's when the state came in. Straight up mafia. And if not, oh, you're against the revolution? Firing squad. You know? So there's places that... They are unfixable, man. And I can speak of them because that's where my family escaped from. That's why I'm very involved in politics. And that's why me and Trump really got the click because he's firm against communism, socialism, touching in this country. And 
that's one thing that I would, um, I would uh, die trying is fighting communism. You know, my dad escaped it in he he escaped when he was 15 years old. He found uh, two tire tractors. He turned them into a raft. Hit the high seas, right? Seven days later, they're in the Bahamas and they get extradited. And he starts his career in America at 15 years old. He came with his best friend and his best friend's uncle. Only dude here, nobody in his family. Knows. So he's running around wild in Miami and all the projects in Miami, you know. So his story is like a complete different story. But since I was a kid, I knew about this story that my dad escaped this horrific place, you know. And at first I used to think, oh, well, how far could Cuba be from Miami? It must be like close. And then as I got older, I'm like, that's serious. That's serious ass distance, bro. That's like, you can't just do that. As I'm like starting to understand distance and getting older, I'm like, that story must be bullshit. Then I get a confirmation, no, that story is real. Then I start to go, but why Why would he leave? Like, what, what was going on back there? And that's my whole upbringing is just hearing what, what shit that is, you know, over there. Um, there's a landmine field from Guantanamo Bay to to in, in Cuba and Guantanamo Bay is an American base. So if you're, if you're there, you're kind of like safe, especially if you're an American, you know, but a lot of Cubans used to go there to, to seek asylum. So my aunt was one of these ladies and she went through the landmine field and a mine exploded and blew her left tit off. You know, she was close enough that the American soldiers were able to come get her, rescued her, they took her inside and, and saved her. So I, I grew up with these figures in my household telling me, that's the fucking worst of the worst over there. You escaped over here to do something like roll your sleeves and get to work because it's the greatest country in the world. So since young, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that and I'm like, but why? But why? But why? But why? And, and it's uh, very much ingrained into me to fight communism with everything I got, you know? So that's why when, when I see a guy like Trump that actually shut down the communists left and right in China, in Russia, every, everywhere he went, he fucking said freedom for everybody and that fucked it up for everybody. Everybody had to play ball with him. Because he's giving out so much you can't stop him. When we're fracking ourselves, making our own gasoline, we're unstoppable. Now we made Russia, China, and all these places, Venezuela, all the communists, the most powerful people in the country. Just because of bad politics. So I feel like Trump's the man, bro. I love that. I, love I don't want to keep rambling and no, shit. No, no, yeah, no, you're not rambling, bro. What I see is a man uh, that came from a, from a father that risked everything in his life. Everything, everything in his life. Just to, just to, just to maybe have... Something better. It's Fifteen than what he, years old. What do you, what, motherfucker? You should have been playing with GI Joe's and at fifteen here already, and you're like, this is a shit. Oh, I gotta get the fuck out much, of here. I gotta get the fuck out of here at fifteen. I'm just gonna go seven days that way in a rot. Hope that I make it. Oh, what the what fuck? What does are you that do about? to his heart? Have you ever talked to him about like your dad, like the president, the the country that you came to? Oh no, he goes, he goes nuts. He goes nuts. That must make him cry, dude. I mean, he's met the president because of me. You know, we we've, we've been together, and he's got to meet my dad, and my dad is like, because the 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 Cuban conservative is like the hardest. Like you you think about like a Texas boy, oh Texas guns and God and going crazy. Like a Cuban conservative makes them look like nothing because they lived it and they know how close communism is at our borders. They fucking lived in there. Don't want to go through that ever again. So Trump for us is like fucking in the Cuban conservative community. This guy's royalty, bro. Fuck all that prince and queen shit. I don't know who fucked who and made some incest and made a king. No, no, no. This guy's the fucking king, bro, because he's fighting for everybody's freedom across the world, bro. So I could just go on and on and on about this dude, bro, but, you know. I love that. You're going to lose a bunch of fans and shit, man. Sponsors are dropping right now, left and right. I'm sorry to all your sponsors. Now, nah, 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 fuck nah. all that, bro. If you drop this guy because of Trump, I'm going to go <coughs> fuck your ass up, man. Well, no, nah, I can't be dropped. I'm held by God. As soon as I started talking about Trump, look, I used to make cake on YouTube. They were giving me money, dog. 
on Facebook. I get money, dog. As soon as I started talking about Trump and I put those videos out there, Hiroshima on my platforms, bro. Yeah, it's not. It's uh. Shadow bans everything, unmonetized. I was like, what? For for in my country, this is allowed. In my country, you're allowed to speak in politics openly. Not there's a lot of other countries that you can't. They're like entertainers are not allowed to talk about it on radio and this and that. Why? Yeah. The first thing to a war is cutting off the communication. That's how war starts. Like we should be able to talk. And why do you think your policies are better than mine? Okay, let's have a debate. Communication is key. Communication is key, bro. And they, and they don't want it in other countries. I started doing that. They monetize me. That's crazy, bro. That's demon shit, bro. But can I ask you something? What's up? Are you doing well? As far as like just in life, did, oh yeah, did it affect you at all? I mean, yeah, yeah. You take you take dumps and hits. You know, it's like damn. I I had some sponsors give me good money a month. You know, so like if I wanted an extra splurge and do some crazy shit, pff, I was super chill, dog. And then they left, and I was like, damn, I'm still chill, but I'm not super super chill, you know. Yeah, but so the, it the hurts, rewards but, gonna be so much greater. Yeah, but I don't give a fuck because for this country, I'll speak up every time if I think there's a shitty decision. Like if the next president is gonna come in and say like, hey, we're gonna ban fracking in America again another four years, I'm gonna be like, that guy's a fucking coward, bro. What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? Everybody else could frack, but we can't. We can't feed our own people. The fuck out of here. Nah, I have this. Uh, I, I'm going like you know we have the Andrew Tates, we have the people that speak out and they and they, they get their points across. And sometimes people, it's it's hard to swallow their point of view. But on my platform, everyone's allowed to speak whatever they're feeling, and no one is ever going to disrespect them. It's that's not even that was never allowed in my home. So whatever I'm a part of, I don't care if your people hate me or want to kill me. I will only show love and respect back. And through my actions, I hope that whoever's watching this will, if they're in class, if they're at a restaurant, stand up for what you believe in, but do it in a respectful, classy yeah, way. So that way we have integrity and we could stand up for you. Yeah. Don't disrespect somebody and belittle them and call them names and call them stupid because then I can't stand up for you. There's a way to stand up for this country in a respectful way. I'm tired of the division. And I think this is the generation that we're going to start bringing people back because now the media, it's too many people to quiet them down. Too many. It's, I think it's going to get more. To, <coughs> I wish that would happen, but, you know, seeing the trends and seeing how quickly um, trigger points can be touched yeah. from people, I think it's only going to get, like, worse, bro. You know? I, I feel like there's just going to be... As far as, like... It's in a pendulum. The, I think it's going to swing back, bro. I really do. I hope so. I mean, look, dude, you know, if you really want to get a radar so. how people feel... Go read TikTok comments. I, like that shit is that 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 is the most gruesome way of people talking, but it's real conversations. Like they speak what they're feeling. I think the whole like you not being able to speak up anymore. I think the weight on that broke, and there was too much. You get what I'm saying? It was. Yeah. Too, it, it gets like to the, a point where you, you can't even stand on it anymore. Your, your ideologies, your your theory on life like you should be able to express it man i should be able to express it like you said without disrespecting each other and have a exchange of information you know maybe i might learn something from you you might learn something from me I, I feel like the you know it's also like when you're growing up with these phones right and you're seven years old and you're already like fuck you and you have no no consequence to that or no nothing you kind of grow up like that mm. so that's why i don't even scroll through comments because a lot of these people are living in like la la land and fantasy land they're talking crap they, it's so weird so i only see it like getting worse to where people are just they're getting more brave be, behind a screen yeah you know and they're quicker to be like oh fuck you but you wouldn't say that to that person in real life yeah but you're saying it on these things and and 
you know, I feel like I, I hope the young people get it together and do a better job than my generation. I think of, it like, is, bro. I, I have a good I, I look I try to look at the positive because things. The, the people in the top, you could tell that's all they want is to divide and conquer. Oh, but that's you been, guys are, that's you been guys are Arabs. The they can divide the Arabs themselves within the Arabs. You, you guys are black. Divide you guys within you. The Latins divide you guys within. Have everybody fighting each other. And it's just constantly they do that, you know, instead of all of us getting together and like, what's the problem? The Biden crime family, let's get them the fuck out of here, bro. What are we talking about? Fucking some submarine got lost and these people wanted to go, how about this guy had fucking in the White House? That's crazy. Your FBI is going to pull up on you now that I said this on the show. They found a substance. Just died they, found, they found a I substance just left in the, the show. <laughs> they left, they found a substance in the White House. <laughs> bro, it's coming. The Secret Service in the name because they thought maybe it was explosive. I don't know. It came back as. But they don't know who's it. You got to have an entry log to go in this place. There's cameras everywhere. They don't know who is it. They don't know who's who's bag of that is. That's the problem that we're having. Is fucking the Joe Biden crime family. We get these people out of here. This country will well, gravitate. I, honestly, if if to if, a much better if Biden place. was doing maybe maybe maybe, nah. we, maybe we let him. Just no, to maybe we do better. But <laughs> I, I don't think it was Biden. I think it's it's you know his entourage. You know. Just imagine. I don't walk. That's why he doesn't remember anything. He's just fucked up. What if he's not even old? What if he's just fucked up all the time? All the time. I mean, it shows, you know. Yeah, he left like $8 billion worth of our taxpayer dollars in, in fucking um, Iraq when he evacuated the place, you know. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't doubt that guy's partying harder than any fucking college kid. The way he's fucked up this country is Have crazy. you ever thought about running? No, that's not my position. I think my position is to find like good, credible men that want to run in it and back them up, you know. Like that, yeah. But like me, run myself. I, I, I don't. I think I'd rather find like the people that, that have done this their whole life and that actually like are for this country, and open my platforms or the checkbook and help them get to that, to that place. You know. I love that. Do you ever uh, stay in contact with Trump? Do you ever Facetime him? All the time. That that's. What do you? Where do you Facetime him? Are we just like taking a shit, like staying out with Trump? Man, I, he's. He, I I got the video on my phone. He Facetime me once, and I was with my kids. And it was a random Friday. He was just saying, what's up? And I was like, this is crazy. I called my kids. They come running. They're freaking out. I got it on video. I got to find it. I'll show you later. Like going bananas, you know. Then uh, I uh, I had pulled like my calf right before my last fight. So I was getting therapy. And my homie was here. My my twin, as you say. So um, I didn't have the phone on me. I look. I go, bro, Trump just called me. He goes, no way. I go, bro, he just called me. And this is like. By the time I see the message, now, I was like 12 at night. And I'm thinking, you think he's going to pick up? He's like, bro, I don't know. Just trying to fucking call. My favorite fighter. What's going on, Masvidal? Man, I love you, man. I'll never forget how we won Miami, man. What's going on, Masvidal? I'm just here in bed. I was reading a book, man. How's the training camp going? You know I'm coming to your fight, right? This is for my last fight in Miami. He's like, you know I'm going to be there, right? All right. I need you to know one thing. When you're on, nobody could be you in the world. You're a fucking how, how's the training camp going? I was like, it's going great. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is this dude calling me, bro? It's crazy. And then he went to my fight, pulled up with the 300 secret service, man. It was crazy, bro. It was crazy. And um, it just, you know. What's the feeling like when you hang out with somebody who had, like, secret service around? Like, it's so rare to yeah, be standing with a president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even though they all know that the president invited me, so they're all still looking at me like this. Like, if I breathe wrong, I'm dead. Like, th this is the only time that I feel like, yeah, bro, you can't even fuck around in here. All these guys going like that, holding their jacket like that, they're strapped to the fucking teeth. And then there's 
there's I'm probably saying too much, but they got like two vehicles. Oh, what? There's there, oh, there's the, the last face. That's the last FaceTime. Every day I watch a video of Trump. Every day I watch a speech. I can't believe I'm talking to you right now, man. As many times as I've seen you and talked to you, every time it's like the craziest shit ever, man. Social media, you're the greatest, man. So, how are you? Are you in good shape? Come on, man. You Do I talk to Trump? You're just chopping it up. Do I talk to Trump? Man, I'm just some speak from Miami, dog. The president calling me, dog. I am very much impressed, bro. I, I, honestly, I'm inspired, dude. And I think a lot of people after watching this should be because this just pro. Just, this this whole thing just proved <coughs> you could do it all in America <coughs> if you work fucking hard. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I got to witness that since young. You know, I got to see my mom. I, we're both first generations. Yeah. Look at the respect, bro. Look, does that ever like occur to you? Like, it's so funny how like these people are. They have generations here, and they don't even care about their soil. You know, it's because you get soft, you know? It's, it's like, I remember having, like, classmates and friends, Chinese kids, right? And, like, they go to school with us, and then right after work, they go to a restaurant. And they're there from, like, 3 p.m. to that shit closed, and they actually even live in that restaurant, right? And, like, eight years later, they got, like, eight of these restaurants. Now these motherfuckers are going to college, balling, Mercedes-Benz. But then their kids, you know, they didn't they didn't see that come up. So now they got all this bread. So now their kids, 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 they come into this life and it's too soft. It's like, man, you got everything paid for. You I got think it's this, how huh? you raise your kids, bro. It's how you it's raise your kids. How definitely. you raise your kids. But sometimes being like, they they drop their kids off at school and they're like, you guys handle it. And it's like, yeah, motherfucker, yeah, yeah. that's not yeah. how it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, this is why, like, bro, I, we could get into this yeah. though. Eric, I know you're Arabic, so you go hard I in the family. Go, I know? just, I just want. I, I'm just tired of. Uh, if I had to vent, I'm tired of. Doctors are heroes one day, now they're villains. Yeah. The, the the teachers are heroes one day, and now they're stupid and, and they're uneducated. They're bad for our kids. It's like, bro, like... But there's always going to be bad apples in every... Exactly. There's bad cops. Exactly. There's more good cops than bad cops. But the, everyone, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's crazy. It's like, it's 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 real. It's, it makes me sad, bro. Because I, I know a lot of great teachers, bro, that, that will go home and they're emotional because they're yeah. doing something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and they're emotional because their student is failing. They really want to see him succeed. Yeah, bro. I've had good teachers. Me too. I know. I, I was a troubled kid, bro. Like, I, I was acting up. I was I was always suspended. I was always in trouble. That was me. But there was a teacher that always how many hey, middle take schools, a walk. How many middle schools you went to? I went to two high schools. Two high schools? Okay. How many middle schools did you go to? We're not going to get into that, bro. <laughs> I, went, I went to, like, four middle schools. I got kicked out of elementary on summer, fifth grade. I'm already leaving middle school. Why are you going to kick me out now? I was, like, three weeks ago. They kicked my ass out. They said, I didn't know. Pop. I was the last straw. You, you want to know a, a funny story? I got suspended and almost expelled from a district for having a weapon on campus. Mm. You see how I drew you guys in there with that? So this is what happened. My friend R2, he's Russian, he, he cuts wood mm-hmm. with his knife. And he, it's, called, it's called whittling, right? Whittling. He's, whittle, he's a whittler. But you know when you're a kid and you're excited about something? You don't want to wait, right? You want it now as a kid. I'm in like seventh grade. And uh, he orders one from his dad. And it, I, it waited too long. And I was like, yo, get, like, bring it to school. Like, I want to get it in school. And he's like, bro, we could, like, if we have a knife at school, we're going to get in trouble. I'm like, bro, I'll just keep it on my backpack. No one's ever going to know. I'm not going to whip it out at school. I'm just excited. I want to see it in the bathroom or some shit. Just get, you know, mm-hmm. stupid kids. I'm in a PE class and a, a cop walks in and he goes, guys, we're going to be searching 
everybody's locker. And I was like, there's no way, bro. This, I've never seen this happen. So I turn and I go, what they happened? Snitched on your ass. No, there was that day, out of all days, that day, two kids from rough neighborhoods were going to fight. One brought a machete. Okay. And then somebody told on him. Uh -huh. So then the cops got involved and started searching everyone to make yeah. sure that there was nothing going on. I get scared. And I'm like, I'm not fucking waiting around to get like caught. So I go to the PE teacher because the PE teacher is my, my neighbor in, in the neighborhood. Right. So he knows who I am. So I came up to him. I'm like, yo, I have a knife on me. He goes, why the fuck do you have a knife on you? And I was like, right. it was, and I was like explaining it to him because they're just going through the lockers. He's like, okay, give it to me. Give it to me. So he was going to take it and like hide it for me. And when he went like this, somebody walked in. And he looked at me, and I was like, bro, I can't have this guy lose his job over this. And then I turned around. I was like, I gave him my knife. And then so they, they put me, had the cops come, investigated that I wasn't part of this gang fight, bro. A gang. Do you have any idea what my Middle Eastern mother did? Dude, when I meet, oh, my God, bro. I, I could tell you I've had some ass beats in my life. Like, good ones. Like, ones that, like. My as mom I'm, gave me my best ass whooping of ever, of any pro fight. Bro, imagine you brought a knife to school. I did. With your, oh. <laughs> and got caught. I did. <laughs> and got your ass beat by your mom. I did. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so we lived that same life. Dude, did she ever use things to beat you? So my dad wasn't there since early. He was incarcerated. So my mom was like, I'm both. Yeah. I'm going to whoop you like a dude, and and I'm going to be your mom as well. So she, she you know, and... I think, like, in the Arabic culture, it's very similar to the boys. You know, you get a little rough with them. You're like, pop, hey, oh, yeah. don't fuck around, bro. I, t I told you, to, you're going to stick that fork in that thing. You're going to get electrocuted. Don't fuck. I, I told okay, now I'll let you get electrocuted, you know? Yeah. Like, the Latins are, are like that. But my mom was, like, on steroids, you know, because I was also a very bad kid. She had to put it. Yeah. Right. She also, you didn't and, know and where, where I, your dad was, and she yeah. did, and she was probably yeah. didn't want you to go exactly, in that direction. you know? So I feel So like it was, like, extra ass whoopings, and then uh, it was, like, I'd start doing, you know, decent in school, and I'd be allowed to, like, re-enter a combat program because this is all I care for, right? Man, there's a karate school right down the street. Mom, it's free three months. Let me go. I say, nah, you crazy. You ain't going nowhere. You're already crazy as fuck, but in school, you're getting in trouble every day. Please, I'll never, I'll never, never. <laughs> you're twitching like this is a kid. Never raise my hand again at another child. All right, we'll put you in the karate program. I fuck up in school. I'll get, like, bad grades because school was rough for me. It was tough. Man, that's it. They take me out of this program now. Now I'm fucked. Now there's a boxing program, right? I'm gonna do nope. 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 So that would fucking like extra agitate me. And then eventually it would be in school. I would have like murder streaks. Like I'd just be off easy because I needed that outlet of going to the gym, working out for two hours, being sedated, going to school, and now like, all right, now I could learn. But I can't, I can't like uh some kids that are wired like that, I, I can't sit down eight hours a fucking day. Yeah. And I didn't even, I lived in Peru for like three years and some change. Um, I was four years old. I left to live with my grandparents. I came back uh, close to almost nine years old. So I didn't have no English. I know speaking no English, bro. Nothing. That must be tough to learn. It was a little tough and it led to a lot of fights as well. Easily I would, I would get like picked on mm. and I was a skinny little fucker. I didn't talk much because I didn't know the language. So people were like, oh, that's a target. Right, and it's, you know, okay, I'll let that one slide. The next one, I'm fucking on you, bro. Because <laughs> I had learned already, if I let people bully me, it's for life. These You never know when they're going to stop. Mm. So when I found that, that little I, that little cheat code of, like, address a bully right away. If you're, like, a serious bully in any type of way, a threat, immediately address, like, what's up, bro? What's the fucking problem, you know? And then people would, would stay off me. Now I could be, like, 
my quiet self because I, I was always like uh, very introverted to like 29, 28 years old. You know, I wouldn't talk, I wouldn't small chat, just be in my head, like, what do I got to do next? The next fight, this and that. The sport, the the lifestyle that I live made me have to come out more in person. I used to have, like, dullest interviews, like, one answer words. I was king. Like, ask me something, I just say something funny, one word, and I said, boom. And uh, the sport, like, really brought it out, the daily interactions, things like this, you know. Now, you're me. comfortable now. Yeah, yeah, very like, yo, let's smoke. And I was like, yeah, now? Yeah, like, yeah. why don't we do after? No, and he literally looked at me and goes, are we doing this or not? <laughs> but it helped, though, bro. It, I, I'm not going to lie. In the, the first few, like, minutes, I was, like, pretty fucking paranoid. But I feel like I did a great job. Fucking amazing. Great job, bro. How did you feel? Did you feel like we had a good conversation? I think we had a great conversation. That's a lot of points, man. We definitely in the religion. I, I wasn't expecting because a lot of people don't, don't like to talk about it, but I love it, man. You know, no, I, I think I, I owe everything to God, man. Um, since I started fighting, I I I knew, and I asked God for a lot of protection, a lot of. There, there was a point in my life where all the options were just bad, and everybody around me was doing like stupid shit or facing charges in jail or currently in jail, and and just not like a lot of good options around me. So I. I, I got on my knees like always. I prayed to God. I asked him, hey, bless me on my journey of, of fighting. I, you know that this is my heart. This is what I want to do. And I will, throughout my career, always... Um, exalt your name. Exalt your name. Amen. Tell everybody and where, where I get at, it. And, and at the start of it, I, I was such in a, in a bad place that I was like, yeah, maybe you know, I go make that Mike Tyson money, knock a bunch of people out. Or maybe I just have a roof over my head and I'll be happy with that, you know, and just get to travel the world and, and do all that. So every single fight, I always gave thanks to God and just told everybody this this is where I get my swag, my sauce, my everything from. Amen. You know, so that I get to say now again it's even even doper, bro. You know. Also, I want to I, I this I want to make this more um more common, and I think I have to start by by actions and, and letting my actions show that this is a serious thing. But if you ever need somebody to pray with, I think that is something I want to push on people. I think praying in general is such a weird thing to talk about. Yeah. So if you ever need an extra prayer, if you ever need something like you want to talk, if it's good things or bad things, bro, I'll, I'll be there right away and we'll pray together. Sorry, sir. I usually, I usually like pray alone, man. You know? No, of course, I'm not going to be and there. I have, no, no, I know, I know. <laughs> and, uh, and I have prayed with a couple of people that, that uh, have like blown me away, that have came up to me and the spirit is moving in them. And they just start saying things that are not on the internet, that you can't find anywhere in the internet about me, you know. And it's like one after another, after another, after another, and then they'll be like, "This is in my in in my soul right now. Can I pray for you right now with you?" And it's like phew, they'll be praying things, and I'm like, "Man, how the hell is this motherfucker? This is like personal shit going Spirit. on. Nobody knows. Yeah, it's not. So I never uh, when someone's that, you know, like let me pray with you. I always take it up, man, because I believe in prayer, man. You know. So I actually I want to share one more thing. <coughs> <clears throat> what you said right now, it kind of it kind of uh, collides with something I just learned. Um, sorry, I just want to get comfortable. The the spirit, right? So you you communicate to God through a spirit, and that's crazy. And when you watch it come to life, like when you have other people come up to you and, and talk to you about only things you've had conversations with the spirit with, you're like, whoa, this is this is affirming that God is listening to me. So one day I'm, uh, I'm journaling, and in my, in my journal I realized that uh, I'm angry, and I'm having a hard time forgiving a certain person or maybe some people. And I go back to the understanding. So I go, God, help me understand. How can I look at my enemies and just be like, forgive me? Because that's what we're supposed to do as Christians, right? Mm -hmm. 
to move and actually move correctly like Christ to accomplish what we want in our hearts and to do the right thing, we have to be Christ-like. But the first thing is I have to forgive this person. And sometimes it's so hard to forgive somebody. And it, it dawned on me. He goes, do I forgive you? I go, of course. And he goes, when you see that other person, remember, I'm in them as well. Yeah. So however you treat them, you're treating the person that brings you out of it. And that, and that like blew me away. So I truly can't even fully get angry at a human being now because I know God lives in me as well. I'm still working on that. <laughs> take your time. Dude. It's a journey. Yeah. But I also feel at the same time, like, um, there needs to be like boundaries and checks, right? Like, uh, somebody's, somebody's like mocking the Bible openly and like doing or showing up and, and doing things that are, that are, you know, like disrespectful to my, uh, culture, religion, like they have to be checked because I feel that respect and balance has to be there, right? Like uh, I'm not a Muslim, but I'm not going to talk bad about them. I'm not Buddhist, but I'm not going to talk bad about them. We might not see eye to eye on millions of, of small details or big details, but I'm still going to respect what you believe in because you're, you're a human being and man, nobody knows all the answers to this world. I just know that there's a hundred percent, there's a God, there's a supernatural form out there and there's a King out there that runs all of it, you know? So I, I, I don't like to like mess with anybody's religion, but at the same time, don't mess with mine or my beliefs, you know, because somebody has to come and check your eyes, you know? And, uh, and that's how you keep peace, man. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like I, 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 I agree, but at a certain extent too, because I've I've recently came to it where uh, and Jesus says, if they smack you, what do you say? Give me another cheek. Yeah. And then what happens after that? He says that I'm the Avenger. So check this out. I've had a situation after I run out of the cheeks, man. I'm gonna give you one back. <laughs> yeah. Come and dude, like it's gonna take time to have that, but I'm telling you, you know what comes with it? The most peace you'll ever understand in your life. I I agree with you, you know. Like it's uh, it's unfair, it's unfathomable. Yeah. You know when Jesus started walking on water and he had his disciples walk on water? I realize what this means. Sometimes the storms can get crazy. But when you're with God and you truly walk with God, man, you you could stand on that storm, yep. bro. Um, bro, it was a pleasure talking to you. A bro. million percent true on that one. That's why I, I always give the praise to God because I've been in some gnarly situations and I'm just like, Phew. I'll be all right. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'll be all right. Thank you so much for coming on, bro. I really appreciate you guys. Are you, are you guys going to smoke and get some tacos now? I don't know about the tacos, but I'm definitely going to smoke. I'll join you for the smokes. Let's go. Thank you guys so much for watching. August, I mean, what the Man, smoking too much. September 8th, Junior Dos Santos versus Fabricio Redoom. Bare knuckle, the gloves come off. We're going to find out who the baddest motherfucker in the world at heavyweight with no gloves on is on September 8th. A card filled with a bunch of UFC X fighters, PFL fighters. Uh, we got Emiliano Sorti. We got Hector Lombard on the card. We got Ago Hustic. We got... um. Who's my other brother? And Joko Kwani will be fighting. That's going to be a sick card, man. Um, I'll send you maybe like some things you can put like a little poster because I got In the heat description, coming. I'm going to put all of that there. It's going to be written got, with links. I got heat coming. I'm coming to that. Yeah. And I, I can't if wait. If you pull up, man, I'll put a little section for you so you can do whatever you want there. We'll put the rope so people don't tackle you. I'm there. I know the chicks be harassing you a lot, so I have a little bro. security protection, bro. It's the fade. Just bring huh? him, bro. That's all I need. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys, for watching.